So the Max and Wancast got its first sponsorship, Max. You want to know what it is? Tell me, please. It's Anchor. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Anchor, Max? Well, I know it's free, and I know they have a bunch of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast, whether it's from your phone, your computer, or whatever you're using. But I know one thing. You know a lot more about editing than I do. Yeah, most definitely, bro. I'm the one that steers this ship as far as edit-wise. But what I like about it, I like that you can distribute your podcast automatically all in one place to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more, like Google Podcasts. You can also make money from making your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Link in the description, guys. You're I, supposed I to am be happy. happy a little bit, but I just know it's going to turn into people like you saying Jalen Hurts carried the squad, put him on his bag with his 150 <laughs> passing yards. I haven't said anything. The offense was still bad. Not it's not my fault. The other team's quarterback sucks. Taysom Hill <laughs> talking to you, buddy. <laughs> are, you, are you mad because Taysom Hill did not play well? <laughs> I mean, a little mad. I'm like, because now everyone's going to be like, it's all wins. Don't win. Yo, 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 what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Max and Juan cast here on Sunday night. Just got finished watching the Bills and Steelers go at it. How you feeling tonight, Max? Gentlemen and ladies, it's your boy Max. I'm feeling good. Excited to talk about foosball. I'm excited. Well, just one part of my day got messed up, but I am excited too. I'll give it to you. I'm excited. Wasn't there kind of like a, I don't know, a good aftertaste? Like something good happened after though, right? I don't know if it's good. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about that later, I think, right? Yeah. Well, you already mentioned it. We just finished watching the Steelers, Bills. Bills won. What did you think of the Steelers' performance, Juan? They have a big problem. Uh, Obviously... They're decimated at the linebacker position. It really showed tonight. More guys went down, but it's bad. They can't run the ball. They had problems with drops again tonight. I think they're going to slip this little division lead to the to the Browns, man. Their O-line got decimated too tonight. I think three starters got hurt. Yeah, so they're catching the injury bug on at the wrong time. Their running game is so pathetic. I don't know any other word to describe it. Well, let's start at the running backs. James Conner's what, an average NFL running back who had a good little stretch, what, average, a year ago? yeah. Two years average. ago. Guy that he runs really hard, don't get me wrong. Me and me and you both know his story. Respect to him. That that takes – you got to be a big warrior to, to come back from that. But I'm talking about him as a football player and how he's been f- performing these last two seasons, really, and he's just not good enough. They don't They don't really have a guy that's – that's talented, I feel like. Benny Snell's not that good. The best running back they've had in the last, what, eight years has been Le'Veon Bell, right? Yeah. What was he, scale 1 to 10, just before we get too specific? I'd say he was, what, 9 for them? 9 or 8? Eight, 8 or 9? Yeah, he was He was arguably the best running back in the, in the league at the time. He's not playing like that now, but when he was with the Steelers, he was the best back in the, in the NFL, arguably. You can make a case for him. I just bring that up because I think James Conner at his best is maybe a six, right? Yeah, at six. his absolute best. My fantasy, some fantasy players are right now 
<laughs> really mad at us saying that because he's I, he was a great fantasy player that first year, but touchdowns can only mean so much. I, I look at yards per carry. I look at how many how many missed tackles do you perform, and I just feel like he doesn't do that. He doesn't he doesn't make guys miss. He doesn't have elite speed. He's not really that powerful. He runs hard, but in my opinion, there's a lot of running backs in the league that run hard. You know, it, he doesn't really impress me. Running hard is the most overrated thing about a running back. Yeah, running backs run hard is cool, but like Alex Collins used to run super hard for the Ravens, and he was not good. He was trash, low key. <laughs> he wasn't trash, but he was an average back, and. I think the main question that we're trying to get really into is should they have kept Le'Veon Bell? I don't think they should have kept him at the price tag that he wanted. But, I mean, he's definitely an improvement over Connor. I would not have paid him the money. I know it's like two years too late on this discussion. I wouldn't have paid him the money. (sighs) They could have have afforded it, to be honest. I think it's more of a really like a culture kind of thing because he did sit out. He didn't come to any practices. And I've... I think a coach like Mike Tomlin that really doesn't sit well with him and he doesn't want guys like that. He he made an example out of Antonio Brown and to a sense of Le'Veon Bell, especially to those two guys. And I kind of felt like he's kind of changed the the culture in the locker room with that, because I felt like for numerous years, all that Antonio Brown stuff was kind of going on in the background, but they were winning. He was arguably a top three receiver in the league, maybe even number one. So nobody really paid attention to it. But once they started losing and missed the playoffs and this guy starts voicing out his opinion, it starts getting noticed. I just feel like for Mike Tomlin to downgrade the position like that, and lose a guy that's that elite. Not taking money into consideration, they made a huge mistake. And when this was all happening, the you know he was sitting out or holding out, his teammates were trashing him. They're talking about, we're not going to talk about him. No one had his back. Yeah, especially the linemen. The linemen were were really like anti-Le'Veon Bell. That was super weird, right? Like you wouldn't think that. I mean, the guy's just trying to get paid, right? We can all kind of side with him on man. Like you're on the franchise tag. We know what they're going to do. They're going to give you 400 carries and then not give you a lot of money. Yeah, there's other things to consider too. He was getting older. He is a running back. Running backs need like that first contract that you get as a running back is huge because that's the only big money you're really going to get. And we've seen it with Gurley. We've seen it with Zeke and with Le'Veon. And I think it's a big it's a big sign that you shouldn't pay these running backs. So I would be on the side of they made the right decision. Granted, even though we're talking about them like if they – have like if they're having a bad season uh, they're 11 and 2 so they started off 11 11 and 0 so obviously it's not that big of a deal but i just feel like when when the playoffs roll around and they don't really find this run game it's gonna be a really long day and they're probably gonna get what kicked out in the first round i don't have a lot of confidence in the steelers right now there's this misconception when you have a good record, right, like 11-2 and two or 12-1, and one, that your team's perfect, they're far from perfect. 
there's a huge gap in this team's running game that no one wants to talk about, it seems like, and their pass coverage. That show tonight, Stephon Diggs owned them the second half. And if they can't get pressure consistently, they're in for a deep world of trouble. Granted, their D-line is phenomenal, but they lost Bud Dupree. Cameron Hayward was banged up earlier in the year. And, man, if TJ Watt goes down, knock on wood, I don't want that to happen. I'm just saying if that happens, then what? Now I'm thinking about the running back thing that I was saying. Really the only one that's kind of working out in the NFL is Derrick Henry, the guy who has gotten paid, and it's kind of paying off for for the Titans. But every other running back in the league right now, the Gurleys of the world, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott. Maybe Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he signed a huge extension. I know he's great, but it's been a bad year for him. He's been hurt the whole year, and it just is like, man, Kamara just got paid. He's working out, but none of those guys are 6'4", 250 pounds, so maybe that's why they're not working out. Yeah, it's it's something to look at. It's something very interesting, but you bring up the Bills, and yeah, Stephon Diggs was amazing tonight. Um, Josh Allen continues to to grow. He he kind of started off slow in the first half. I, I just really think the, the the Steelers defense came out to play, and they 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 came out to play a little bit too hard because their linebackers were dropping like flies. Josh Allen just winded up getting comfortable in the game and winded up connecting with Stephon Diggs, and I think he connected with Davis, the rookie Gabriel rookie Davis. Receiver. He's not bad, yeah. man. Yeah, not bad, and. They got a tight end in Knox. He's not that bad. Their running back situation is kind of shaky. You know, Moss and Singletary, but hey, they get it done. And they're on a roll right now. They're gonna they're gonna probably win the AFC East. And it's been 25 years since they've done that. So it's a big accomplishment for them. This game from a running back matchup standpoint was the mediocre meets the mediocre. Singletary and Moss, I like. I like Connor, but they're just not good running backs. I did see one thing in the Bills that has me a little scared was the O-line was bad. Yeah, the the defensive line for the Steelers, they were getting a lot of pressure. Well, is it the Steelers' D-line just being you know amazing, or is it the Bills' line also troublesome? Because you look at the people on the line, Deion Dawkins, John Feliciano, Mitch Morse, he was banged up in the first quarter. Cody Ford, I believe, is out. They were starting Daryl Williams, who used to be pretty nice. It's not a lot of... Great names, but they're a solid bunch, I would say. But tonight they didn't look solid; they looked pretty subpar. No, I I, I think they're a really good offensive line. I think tonight was just a testament of the Steelers being really good. I truly believe if they had Bud Dupree and Devin Bush, who both of them are out for the season, they're the best defense in the league by far. It's them. They create the most turnovers. They have Mika Fitzpatrick in the backfield. They're amazing. Their their defensive line is amazing. And they still got players on there. They they still got Cameron Hayward. We all know what he is. And they still got TJ Watt. And a lot of those guys require a lot of attention. So the other guys get to eat. But I think that's more of a testament of the Steelers just being really good and ready to play tonight, at least on the defensive end. Cameron Hayward's going to go down as one of the most underrated players in the last 10 years, in my opinion. No one gives him the props because he's a D lineman. He's not Aaron Donald. I feel like defensive linemen, especially defensive tackles, if you don't put up gaudy sack numbers, you're never going to get the recognition just because Donald changed the game with his 20 sacks a year, 18. Like, there's guys in the league 
who've been playing defensive tackle who've been monsters for years and no one gives them the credit yeah and and donald's a, a different breed i wouldn't really put him as a defensive tackle no i'm just saying from the standpoint he plays d tackle he just gets all the notoriety because he gets the 20 sacks and well deserved no doubt he's the best defensive tackle in football last six years but there's other guys just because you don't put up 20 sacks like perfect example i don't really want to get into this too much but jadavion Clowney last year had three sacks he was a monster for seattle all year yeah and one thing about cameron hayward that's very impressive is that he's been doing it for so long a lot of these defensive tackles they they kind of wear off later on in their in their career especially after they hit 30 oh yeah like Indominus Sue for instance he fell off people don't think he did but he he really fell off once he left Detroit i would say he had a couple of good years with the dolphins but with the rams he wasn't the Indominus Sue we remember yeah he he's he's never he's never really shown that that guy that he was in Detroit when he hit free agency and he got that big contract with, with Miami. He's never he's never shown that since. For sure. Cameron Hayward is what? A top three, top five defensive tackle? Yeah, easily. With along with Aaron Donald, what him DeForest Buckner? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Is he good? DeFor <laughs> Yeah, he's really good. I think he's really, really good. And I, I feel like the Colts underpaid for him. <laughs> low key i know one niners fans that's rolling in his grave right now watching deforest buckner <laughs> well let me ask you something before we get into the raiders colts game what is josh jacobs up to pregame i'm just curious yeah i don't know i don't know what that was i, I was so confused i was like i thought you were playing bro now you're not but the only source that we have is you posting something on instagram i just really think he's a big troll sometimes he does tend to do that on instagram but i mean it is what it is he sure did not (laughs) help out today for us it it didn't really make a difference what was the final score like 42 20 30 it was 44 to 24 or 20 yeah 20 to 44 it was bad dude it was bad 44 27 yeah, and the well, last I, touchdown was a garbage touchdown garbage by Carr. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, the game was closer than the final score is going to indicate. It was a close game until what? The fourth quarter, right? Yeah, I would say. What are your initial What do you take away from this game as a Raider fan? Uh, it's it sucks, but ever since that Chiefs game, we never really seen the same team and you're not going to go to the playoffs with this defense. You're not. And that's kind of transitioning to the news out of this game. And we just found out about an hour ago, Paul Gunther is gone, fired, no more. And I am happy because big games like this for the last three years, we have always performed like this, especially our defense. And look, I'm not going to put it all on them because the offense does have a big, a big part in this too. But the defense has been horrible. He's never really well, grown any talent. He's never really made anyone better than they are besides what? Max Crosby? Well, before you go into it, and my notes I had, and I did these notes long before the announcement came out, is the problem Gunther or the players? I was leaning on Gunther, and that kind of confirms my suspicions that the team thinks it's Gunther too. There's a lot of solid guys on that team. You guys just... 
I don't like the way you guys play on defense. There's no way to put it. Yeah, we can't stop the run. And that was that was kind of the big thing that I really liked about this team this year. I felt like that we turned the corner on was stopping the run. And it felt like ever since the Chiefs game, we just could not stop a nosebleed. We got our ass kicked about in Atlanta. Yeah, that was a big part of the offense, but our defense didn't play well at all. The Jets ran the ball down our throats. I believe they had over 200 yards rushing. And today it was the nail in the coffin. Jonathan Taylor ran for, I want to say, 150-plus yards, two touchdowns. That's unacceptable, man. In this league, you got to be able to stop the run. A lot of teams are bad in, in the pass game, but one thing you cannot be is you cannot be bad against the run because you will get destroyed. And it showed today. Jonathan Taylor had a game. Best game of his rookie season. If only there were somebody who was picking games and said, man, I like this offensive line versus the Raiders defensive line. Watch out for their run game. I'm sorry. I didn't want to just, you know, toot my own horn right there. But, you know, I got to say I called it right there, man. It was bad, dude. There's no way to yeah, play. You, yeah, you called it. Uh, a lot of people a lot of people called it. Um, the Raiders turned back to being the same old Raiders. I... I don't see this team going to the playoffs. I really don't. I, I don't feel like they deserve it, even though they have a good chance. They have a really good chance of winning their next three games to play the Chargers. Then they play Miami, and then they finish off in Denver. So they have a good chance of still making it, but you're not going to make it with this defense and with the way our offense plays at times because we cannot run the ball for nothing. And that's what the Raiders do well. They run the ball. That was my whole my whole thing going into this game, getting Trent Brown back. And right out the gates, they, they wanted to do it. They ran the ball numerous times on the right side, and we could not do nothing. We are just talking about DeForest Buckner, and he was locking it down to Nico Autry. Play hard Darius against Leonard. your old team. <laughs> there is Leonard. They were great, dude. The, the, Colts, the Colts have a really good defense. Oh, Kenny Moore. Shout out Kenny Moore with the freaking play of the century. Oh, my goodness. One-handed pick. It was beautiful. Better than Xavier Howard's? I go with, yeah. Yes. I say so. Yes. It was It was a lot better. And it's a damn shame, dude. There was a lot of highlights today that I was watching from the Colts and Raiders. And sometimes they didn't even show that play. It's DBs get no love. If that was a wide receiver who made that, that's number one play of the week. But... That's besides the point. Who said DBs don't have hands? Come on, <laughs> exactly. man. And we know how I feel about the Raiders at this point. Uh, let's turn to the cold side, man. Phillip Rivers played well. Didn't throw an interception like I thought he was. Like you like you just said, Jonathan Taylor, best game of the, of the year for him, for the young rookie. And I gave a lot of shade towards T.Y. Hilton. And I think Max did too in the past few weeks, but he came out the ball, man. He was he was balling today. He, he was getting open. He was doing his little ty dance. He was he was locked in. <laughs> <laughs> he was locked in, man. The Colts looked really good. Their defense as well. Uh, one guy that I really wanted to um, harp on is Xavier Rhodes. Is did he low-key resurrect his career in Indy? Okay, that one year, right, he was locked down man-to-man before Michael Thomas, like, ended him in that playoff game, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's the lockdown island corner anymore, but he's definitely an above-average corner 
for this year at least. The last yeah. year in Minnesota, he didn't look like he could run. And I think that was a problem because just the scheme that Minnesota runs, and I think they kind of thought that he still was that lockdown guy, so they kind of kept him on an island. But I love the way the Colts use him. The Colts are well coached on offense and defense. And that's a perfect example of a player who was being misused in Minnesota to being used very well in Indianapolis, and he helped their defense. And last year, we both talked about the Colts' corner being a weak point for the team. This year, it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, part of it is their defensive line is pretty damn good. I mean, oh Justin Houston is still playing. We forgot to mention Justin Houston. Play I mean, hard he's against not your old division foes. <laughs> exactly. People. Play he, hard. He's Phillip Rivers. He's too, not breaking man. any... Yeah, he's not breaking any sack records, but he's still on there. He's still a good run defender. So they're solid, dude. They're solid. I, I, I've i been liking the Colts all year. I just felt like the Raiders were going to be able to run the ball, and they didn't. And Josh Jacobs came out today, and I wouldn't even say he didn't look 100% because he was still making guys miss one-on-one. It was just the Colts – straight up stop the run they bullied the the offensive line for the Raiders I didn't see Rodney and Gabe and Trent really dominate in this game can I say one thing I really hate about your guys offensive line there is not one guy who I would say maybe besides Cole Miller who is gifted athletically Trent Brown's just a huge human being right Gabe Jackson Rodney they're all maulers I wish you guys just had a little bit of a versatility on that line you know yeah and even Denzel good he's he's not the quite athlete that you would no (laughs) no my gosh (laughs) even though i really do think the the raiders want denzel good in their future because i think richie incognito is probably done for his career but that's besides the point really quick let me ask you this about the colts can this team contend like for real contend not you know oh we made the playoffs anything can happen only way i think they can do that is if philip rivers doesn't be philip rivers basically and he really hasn't Think about the last game that he's really done Phillip Rivers type things. I know we had one. It was it wasn't recent. Was it the Browns? I think it was the Browns game. Was the last Phillip Rivers sighting I saw? Well, we got to come up with a different name. Like you know, Josh Allen was Joshy. We got to me a river. Yeah, cry, cry me, me a river. river. I think it was the Browns. But that's the only thing that really stops them. And I kind of feel like they're the Raiders. If you can take away the run and make them throw the ball, that's when bad things are going to happen for them. Because I don't trust Phillip Rivers still. Frank Reich doesn't really trust him. You can see the way they play. He's managed. Yeah, he's definitely managed. It's quick passes. It's it's running the ball. Today, they didn't really use Naheem Hines because he, he got hurt early in the game. But they use their running backs very well with Jonathan Taylor and Hines. This is the last thing I'm going to ask about this game before we move on. What's Jonathan Taylor's ceiling? And do you mm. ever get jealous and do you ever get jealous of watching him run away from defenders because Josh Jacobs is slow? No offense. <laughs> no, I don't. I I love Josh Jacobs. I feel like he's a he's a poor man's Marshawn Lynch. Like That's a great comparison. No, yeah, he you. really is. I'm with you on that, but what's what's Taylor? I don't really see him make guys miss that much. Maybe a guy like Willie Parker. Remember Willie Parker back in the day? Oh, yeah. Super Bowl hero, Willie Parker. Longest run in Super Bowl history, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. 39? He's kind of like, yeah, he's kind of like Willie Parker. No, Jonathan Taylor's, he's really fast, but. <laughs> I feel like he's just I, a home I, run hitter. Yeah, I, I don't see him being anywhere near 
the Le'Veon Bells or Zeke or Derrick Henry type of, you know, impact and really solidifying himself as a top five running back. I feel like he's always going to be solid. Like, who's better, Raheem Mostert or Jonathan Taylor? They're the same player. I feel like Raheem is a little. Is not I think a he's little. shiftier. I, I, shiftier. I, yeah, definitely. I mean, Raheem's been playing a little bit. You know, has a little bit more games under his under his belt. But I like Raheem a lot. I I feel like whatever Raheem's ceiling is, that can be Jonathan Taylor's, in a sense. I'm with you 100%. I want to move on to the Chiefs versus the Dolphins. This was such a weird game. I think the Dolphins have a top five defense in the league. There's no doubt about it. Me and Juan were picking them in fantasy the whole year. We're like, I can't believe the Dolphins defense is so cheap. Can you believe that, one? He's like, dude, they're good. <laughs> yeah. Especially, but, they. the best thing about them is they got two corners that can play. Oh, my God. Xavier Howard is a pick machine. He probably made the play of the year until Kenny Moore was like, nah, I think I'll take that. (laughs) Yeah. But this was a weird game. The Dolphins never really stopped the Chiefs. And people are going to say, what do you mean? The Chiefs were sloppy, man. Patrick Mahomes, he had, what, three picks? This was one of his worst games pick-wise? Yeah, it was was bad pick-wise. And two going into the game. Yeah, and even though one of them was a tip ball, I want to say it went off of one of the running backs' hands. I can't remember who it was. It was exactly a screen, but it was, it was a stupid decision to throw it. It was a dumb decision, and it was an inaccurate ball. It wasn't like it just went off of his hands and popped up in the air. Like it was a high ball. He threw he threw way too much mustard on it. Like it was a bad throw. Oh, for sure. And the Dolphins were up three in the turnovers, but they didn't stop the Chiefs' offense. The Chiefs moved the ball up and down the field, but then they would fumble. Miko Harnman he fumbled and Loki gave the Dolphins life back into the game. I mean, let's start with the Chiefs' offense, right? What did you think about this? Because I would say they're playing an elite defense. That's my estimation of the Dolphins. Elite defense? Uh, I wouldn't put them elite yet. They have potential to be elite, but they're really good. And that's even the that's even considering that they had a couple of guys out today. They had Kyle Van Noy out. Elandon Roberts was out. So they were missing a couple of guys, and they still played very well. And it's hard enough to, to beat the Chiefs, even if you do have an elite defense. It's tough, man. Going back on the Chiefs offense, they're like a video game, dude. And Max is the first one that really put this in my head. And I've been thinking about it more and more every time I I see the Chiefs play. Oh, you texted it to me during yeah. the game. Are they the Warriors? I've been saying it. They're the Warriors. Patrick Mahomes is it- Curry. <laughs> I don't know who Draymond is yet. I got a uh, Travis Draymond? Kelsey. Okay. Travis Kelsey. No, Travis Kelsey is like. Yeah. Ty- Tyrese got to be Clay. Tyreek's got to yeah, be Clay. Yeah, Ty- Tyreek is definitely Clay. he just has those Clay. games, right, where he gets like 60 on like two touches. <laughs> Yeah, and I want to say Draymond is like a combination of Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, <laughs> and Travis Kelsey. Like he's just that's Draymond. Yo, or you Dray- know what? You know what? No, I would say yeah. Mahomes is Curry. Tyreek is is Clay. Is Travis Kelsey KD? No, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's like that's tough. It's hard. No one because. Uh, what is Mahomes like a, sp- a split? It's like KD and Curry. Low key. Okay, let's go this. Let's go this. Mahomes is KD. Because you know they were good when Curry. they got there. They were good. 
No, Tyree yeah. can't be Curry. Tyree's got to be Clay because <laughs> he just got that boom, like that sixty-point effort. I think yeah. Kels might be Curry. I know that so, sounds so stupid to say, but whatever. I'm going with it. <laughs> Mitchell Look, Schwartz is beside... David West. He's the enforcer. <laughs> David West. <laughs> uh. <laughs> who's who's um who's uh Pachulia? Oh, uh. <laughs> Anthony Hitchens? I don't know. No, uh, that's got to be uh, Anthony Sherman. Oh yeah, Sherman. <laughs> like, like we're we're having a lot of fun with naming the players, but it's not it's not really the players. The more of of why I think they're the Warriors and Max does too. It's more that kind of laid back feel that the Warriors had, and that switch of like. No, we're going to turn this on whenever we need to kind of thing. And we all know how good the Warriors were in the third quarter. And it's not necessarily that the Chiefs are that good in the third quarter. I just feel like whenever you get that sense of, oh, man, the Chiefs are not playing good. Like like today, Mahomes, they, they went down, what, 10, 10 nothing, And in the blink of an eye, it just switched. Like they just turned it on and they said, hey, Let's do this. Like, let's lock in. And it was bombs to Tyreek Hill, punt return, Miko Hardman, just in a blink of an eye, dude. And it, it's kind of like how the Warriors were because the Warriors will look look like, ah, we don't really want to be here. They're playing sloppy. It's kind of like, you know, we're just out here. Yeah, they're playing, I don't know, the Phoenix Suns in game 55 of the regular season at halftime at 62 to like 57. And Sun fans are like, ooh, this game looks feisty. Next, their quarter comes around as like 88 to 67. You're like, what yeah, happened? Complete domination. And it's like, wasn't this game close? And it kind of feels like that with the Chiefs. Special teams and all NFL talk never gets the credit it's due. Their special teams is good. Nicole Hardman is a difference maker. And sometimes when you're not having the offensive game that you need, you need the special teams to bail you out. And the Chiefs just make play after play and all three facets of the game. Tyron Matthew had a pick today. Chris Jones had a safety. Well, we're going to talk about two in a minute because those are both on Tua. But this team is the Warriors, man. I've never seen anything like it in football, man. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's scary. They're probably going to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs with the way the Steelers are playing. They're scary. Well, let me tell you two things. I'm really glad this team's not in my division. And two, Andy Reid has got to be like the biggest fans of Sean McDermott and Brian Flores. He's probably going to send Sean McDermott barbecue for knocking out the Steelers from uh, home field. <laughs> I know, right? But all right, let's talk about Tua, right? What do you think about him? I haven't loved what I've seen, and I don't care what the numbers say. Well, you go first. I'll I'll, I'll save it. You, you kind of stole the words out of my mouth a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about him. It's, it's weak arm strength, not enough velocity on the ball. I feel like he doesn't really have a, a signature throw yet where I'm like, ooh, that's a big boy throw. Like, okay, like, I see you. No, I haven't, I haven't seen one. He's had a, he's had a really good, you know, scramble display, but that doesn't really mean anything. I want my quarterbacks to be able to throw, not run all the time. The one throw he had I was impressed with was the one to Gesicki down the middle of the field. It was a seam route. It should have been picked. I don't know how Juan Thornhill didn't pick that ball off. He played it great. But there were so many instances. The pick he threw, he underthrew the receiver. He had him over the top. And there was another instance where he underthrew someone so bad. And he looked like he 
reared back and was going to just let it go and the ball like fluttered. Like where Mahomes is touchdown to Tyreek the throw, he threw it so coolly and that thing was on a rope. Yeah. Uh, well, comparing them to Holmes, it's, I mean, that's like. Oh, I'm just saying there's guys who throw effortlessly, right? Like Matthew Stafford. I know he's got a big arm, throws oh, effortlessly. Okay. But like. I get you. Two is just like rearing back like Drew Brees and he's throwing at 20 yards. One thing that scares me is every time he throws on the other side of the field, like like an out route to the numbers, it's it never really gets there on time and. It kind of dies down. That scares me because you need to be able to make those throws in the NFL. And I'm just waiting because I guarantee this is going to happen. I see it happening. I don't know when, but a guy's going to pick six one of those balls because he's just going to jump that route like Asante Samuel and take it to the house. I guarantee it. But the best thing I've seen him do throwing-wise that I've seen him do consistently is bootleg to the left, and you have about three reads and guys coming across the field. That's the best thing I've seen him do. The offense is so vanilla with him. And I know they're doing that to protect him. But the safety he took today, he was just in the pocket. I'm like, you've been in the pocket three seconds. Your clock and your head's got to go off. Hey, I got to get rid of this ball or I'm going to take two points. That was a stupid play. And like you said, I like his accuracy over the middle of the field. He can place the ball in good spots at times. But when you have to make those like big boy throws outside the numbers... I'm scared when he throws them. Like you said, it happened in the Sunday night game. Big Ben threw a Big Ben threw that out route to I think it was to Juju, and he didn't put enough like velocity on the ball. It was pick six, easy. Yeah, totally get you. Uh, but I like I like what I see from the Dolphins. Besides Tua, he has a lot of growing to do. A lot of growing. Their defense is still really good, like we said. And I feel like they're going to be fine. I feel like they're better than the Raiders. And as long as they beat the Raiders in two weeks. I feel like that game, whoever wins that game really is going to get that seventh spot because in reality, it's between the Raiders, Dolphins, and Ravens. Let me put it like this. Baltimore is going to be the team I'm saying right now. Hot take. Put it in the podcast intro. Lamar, as his friends and me call him, is going to do big things. He's coming back, Juan. (laughs) Lamar. You really feel that way. Yeah, I really do. I know I made a joke and called him Lama. But no, I think the Ravens are going to make the playoffs. John Harbaugh, him. I don't want to like get into it too much right now, especially when the Ravens haven't played. Maybe actually you could edit this out because let me see if the Ravens win tomorrow before I uh, <laughs> make this proclamation. This might be a tough look for my guy. Kind of looking at their schedule, and their schedule's really easy. They play the Browns. That's not easy. But after that, they play the Jags, the Giants, and the Bengals. Aren't so, all three of those teams tanking? <laughs> well, except for the Giants. The Giants are not tanking. No, no. But they're banged up. But yeah. look, before we move on from this game, let me ask you. This is a huge hypothetical. It's not going to happen. If Trevor Lawrence somehow fell and the Dolphins were picking, would you take him? How would they get the sec? Oh, because of Houston? Say, say they believe. make some stupid trade up. They go, my this first, the Dol- uh, Texans first. Thanks again, Bill O'Brien. Future first is second round pick for the number and one Tua. pick. <laughs> no, no, no. They keep Tua. And they keep Tua, man. Say they have like insane. the fifth pick in the draft and Trevor falls the five. Would you take him? Yeah. I would even with Tua on the squad. Yes. No questions asked. I, that's not gonna happen. But uh, yes, no, no questions asked. I'm taking the dude. There's no way in God's green earth he's dropping the five. 
Well, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Barring like a positive test for like cocaine or something at the combine. <laughs> Even that, some team will take him, especially the Jets. They'll definitely. That's what we like. We know a guy. We'll be fine. <laughs> but is there anything you want to add to this game, or you pretty much got it all out? Uh, that's pretty much it. Well, let me move on to my favorite team, the team without a nickname and the team without a home. The football team, Washington professional football team, played the Glendale San Francisco 49ers today. There you go. You got it right. Yeah, and not the Glendale I love, but uh, (laughs) Nick Mullins, I think he might be selling. I've seen signs (laughs) of selling from my boy Nick Mullins. Yeah, tough look for my guy, definitely. The pick six he threw is so bad. I don't. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this game, but man, Kyle Shanahan's got to be like Jimmy G. Now this guy, what am I got to do? Yeah, the the 49ers are done, right? The 49ers are done, and it's not because they suck. It's because the injuries just got them this year. There's no other way to say. Kittle, D. Ford, even Jimmy G. Bosa. Nick Bosa, oh, like superstar Solomon Thomas. Sherman. What? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, sorry, sorry. Defensive end, <laughs> defensive tackle, Solomon Thomas, Big Sherm. <laughs> this team's got a lot of stuff they need to fix. And you know what? I think it's going to be a weird offseason for them because they kind of have to let go of some people. That Super Bowl window closes quick. Yeah, very quick. Uh, granted, they had a lot of injuries, and it's hard to say where where they will be if they those guys didn't get hurt. But... Jimmy G is not that much better than Nick Mullins. I hope 49er fans and NFL fans around the world know that. Jimmy G wasn't playing that good to start off. But one, he got a big contract. He's getting paid like he is. What are you talking about? <laughs> he went to the Super Bowl last year. Uh, he went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, a, a guy who only threw the ball like 11 times in the NFC Championship. Yeah, totally. It was because we're beast. But, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo... What the Niners should have looked at, what I looked at, is that Super Bowl game was a perfect example on why you get rid of a guy like that and that he's not the guy. First of all, they were a run first team during the playoffs. They had an, a crazy run with Raheem Mostert. They had an amazing game against the Vikings and the Packers running-wise, especially against the Packers. Jimmy G only threw the ball about 11 times. Now, granted, they were up 21 points by the first quarter but that's besides the point when it got down to the super bowl that wasn't happening they were running the ball well but jimmy g had to make some plays he had to make some big boy throws like how we're talking about with tua and he failed to do that and there's just one pass that i always tell to any 49er fan and especially max max has heard me talk about it But there was this pass where if he makes that throw, the game is switched and the 49ers probably win this game. And it's a throw over the middle and it's between two safeties. They're running cover two. And I believe Emmanuel Sanders runs across the middle to deep post route. Behind the safety. It was touchdown. Yeah, he he runs a deep post route and Jimmy just flat flat out misses him. And you have to make those kind of throws to win the Super Bowl. It wasn't like it was a tough pocket. He stepped up clean pocket, miss. That's the most concerning thing. And every time they got behind in a game, he very rarely brought them back. I know people are going to say the Saints. Yeah, I don't think the Saints were that good of a football team last year. 
it kind of proved it, right? They got beat by the Vikings. Jimmy G has always been a problem for them. He That team should have been a lot better than they were. And Jimmy kind of holds them back. And I'm shocked that they didn't really change that position. I mean, going in the training camp this year, there were conversations about starting Nick Mullins. And yeah, granted... <laughs> Nick Mullins is obviously not the guy. He's not he's not any better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But I feel like with Jimmy Garoppolo playing this year, if he did, if he didn't get hurt, I don't feel like it would be any different. I feel like there will be a two game difference. They'll probably be seven and six right now. Seven to six to eight and five near that and that's really good because they have a lot of talent like we said a lot of the other guys that they're missing george kittle top two tight end nick bosa we all know what he is richard sherman missed some time but that's the reality of the nfl and it sucks for them because they really got it harsh this year but usually you keep your quarterback and your quarterback really carries you through situations like that and they just they're still going to have that problem of finding that other dude because their season's over this year. They're going to have big question marks. The number one question mark is obviously what we just talked about with Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to have to pay some guys. Fred Warner's probably the best linebacker in the league arguably. He's going to get paid cuz he's getting paid pennies right now. They're going to have to make a decision on Mike McGlinchey if they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. He hasn't been playing that good this year. He's digressed. Mostert wants more money. Yeah, Mostert wants more money. Kittle's extension's going to kick in, I believe, next year. That's another you thing. Know it, it's, Bosa's up, too. Yeah, and Bosa's going to want to get paid also. And it starts kicking in the back of your mind. It's like, what are we doing? Like, is Jimmy really the answer here? Because we're paying him a lot of money. These holes on our roster is going to start opening up. Because not to mention Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman is, has already came out and said that he's probably not going to re-sign with the Niners. Whether that's his decision or the team's decision, that's how he feels. And even if he did re-sign, he's old. He's not He's not on the good side of 30. They don't have another cornerback. Who are they going to put out there? Jason Verrett? He's having an he's amazing had, year. Amazing year. No, he's yeah. not. I disagree. <laughs> he's, yeah. He, no, 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 no. I'm saying, like, yeah, he's not. And he's not the answer. He's not the long-term answer. And there's a lot of guys on that defensive line who are probably going to leave in free agency because a lot of these guys, Ronald Blair and DJ Jones. Yeah, DJ Jones. Uh, those guys are solid for them. And their depth typically, made them special. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no. Their, their depth made, made them special, man. And typically good teams like that, they wind up losing guys like that, like the depth people. Because other teams want to sign those guys and they make a little bit more money. So you got to account for that. There's a lot of questions on this team that that need to be answered. But this year, it's not going to work out. They're not going to make the playoffs. They still have a lot of talent. I'm not going to say that they're in a rebuilding stage. But it's going to be very, very interesting on how they draft and how they handle this offseason this year. I just think the money's going to get tight for them. Key contributors are going to leave. And I just want to say I disagree with one. I think the Niners record would be just the same with Jimmy. Him and Nick Mullins, to me, are the same. Not really much difference. But I want to talk about Washington right now. Dwayne Haskins almost lost the game, almost ruined my pick. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, he's done. He's not going to be an NFL quarterback for much longer. Man, you now you can see why they rather have a guy like Alex Smith who hasn't played in 
two and a half years rather than that guy. Because... I just can't believe they don't give him the chance. <laughs> like, dude, he's a That's, first round pick. You just watched try. it. Oh, I saw you it. I know. It. I'm with you. But he might start next week. That's the scary thing. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good thing for the Eagles. I mean, we might have a chance to win this division and fool people into thinking, you know, we're a good team, but we're not. We're going to get there in a little bit. But I want to just say, Chase Young's a monster. He When he runs with the ball after he scooped it up and scored the touchdown, he looked like a running back, dude. He's Jeez. such a fluid athlete. It's insane. Yeah. He's amazing. Do they have the best defensive line in the league? I'm going to say yes. They definitely do. And I want to just say, it would have been amazing if Nick Bosa played in this game. They're both, what, number two picks from OSU? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, in my mind, I think Chase Young's ceiling is so much higher than Nick Bosa's. Do you really? Yeah. He's just a different athlete, man. He is a freak of nature. He yeah, looks like his, the next coming of Julius Peppers. Or what Clowney should have been as the number one pick. Yeah, 100%. That's a great analogy because people probably don't remember the hype about Clowney. He was supposed to be the guy after that hit in Michigan. I don't remember who the guy was, but that hit, people had him the number one pick before the season. He had a bad year, too, and he was still the number one pick. Chase Young, man, if he doesn't get hurt, I'm so, so I don't want to see this guy next 10 years of my division, man. Or the rest of those dogs <laughs> on that D-line. And Matt yeah, Iodinus Matt, is hurt for them too, bro. And he's a monster in his own right. Yeah, Matt Iodinus. They got Chase Young. Montez Sweat, another first-round guy. They have Ryan Kerrigan, who's been in the league, I felt like, for years. He's been in the league for about a century already, I feel like. Oh, yeah. But he's still really good. Don't forget about they the have, Bama boys. Yeah, they, you got the Bama boys in the middle. You got Deron Payne and you got... Jonathan Allen. First-round picks, yeah. both of them. First round guys, both Alabama guys, so they're loaded. They are absolutely Yo, loaded. They have four first round picks, at least on defense. I think Kerrigan was first round pick too, right? Yeah, he was. They have five. And it's not like, oh, they have eight and, you know, seven of them are from 10 years ago. No, these guys are young. All of them are young. Allen's probably the oldest guy and he's, what, 26? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's young. That's that's prime. Honestly, I'm I love Ron Rivera, man. I know I'm supposed to hate the football team. I I do honestly hate the football team. I can't lie. But Ron Rivera is a great coach, man. Jerry Jones is probably like, why didn't I hire that guy? He's great, dude. He's a motivator. He he knows how to how to rally up a team, especially an underdog team like this one. They're especially an underdog. They don't have a quarterback. They just got stripped of their name. People are probably making fun of them, but. He probably uses that to his advantage, dude, you know? I mean, we definitely make fun of them all the time for being the football team. (laughs) Exactly. Everyone makes fun of them, especially when the the start of the season, you know, happened. They, yeah, they they won week one, but after that, you know, it looked bad with Dwayne Haskins. He was kind of throwing away games for them. And just to top it all off, they're, (laughs) they're called the football team, man. And I'm sorry, it's funny. It doesn't get old to me. They're good, dude. Are they gonna are are they gonna win this division? Because the Giants lost today, so are they a lock to win? They got the Seahawks, the Panthers, and they're at the Eagles. I got a feeling that Seahawks game is gonna be closer than we think because they just got that recipe, and we've seen that recipe for beating the Seahawks is just destroy their own line. That's never good. Panthers, I think they'll beat because Panthers are just. They're just seasons falling apart for them. And the Eagles, I don't know what's going to happen with them. We don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. Shut up. Don't even yeah. go into it. I don't want to talk <laughs> about it yet. I think, uh, Regardless, it's a divisional game, so it's going to be tough. 
they're in the driver's seat of their own destiny, which is more than any other team in the division. I would say they're probably going to win the division. I think they're the best team in the division. Yeah, they beat two two really good teams, to be honest. The, the, the Niners are, are injury riddled, but they still come out to play regardless, especially that defense. Robert Sala always, you know, he puts some pride in those guys. Those guys take a lot of pride on defense. And really the four games that we really talked about were the best games. Today was kind of a slow, slow weekend. I felt like there was a lot of a lot of bad games out there, like especially the morning window. The morning window didn't have no close games. I mean, the Vikings got beat down by the by the Bucks today. Brady, uh, sl- slow start. Oh, very slow start, man. I still don't know what to make of this Bucks team. You would think after the bye, they would come out hitting on all cylinders. Tom Brady just looks kind of scared to get hit sometimes in the pocket. I feel like they're coached so sloppy sometimes, the Bucks. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But I feel like that's Bruce Arians kind of in a nutshell. Like, it's good when it's good, and it's kind of sloppy even when it's good. And that was kind of what it was in Arizona, too. Do you think they're just, like, sleeping? Kind of like, we're going to turn it on when we need to kind of thing? I don't think they're good enough to do that, though. Like, if, they, if they're if they playing that game, that's going to bite them in the butt when it's yeah. one of them. The way they lost to the Saints makes me believe like they're not even close to playing like that like if, is that if that's a sleep game to you you're you're in deep crap man but yeah the the vikings really jumped out to a 7-0 lead and that was about it from there a vikings defense was too banged up and their old line sucks and kirk cousins against tom brady tom brady's gonna win that i just want to defend kirk cousins for a minute he's not an amazing quarterback i think he's good I think he's like basically Jimmy Garoppolo at his peak. Like that's Kirk Cousins like all the time. The Vikings just aren't that good of a football team, man. They couldn't protect. Shaq Barrett was going off. The D-line was mucking it up. The Vikings are just not a good team. I don't want to put all the blame on Kirk Cousins because I feel like so many people, they see the loss. It's Kirk Cousins' fault because he has a big contract. I just want to defend him for a little bit. Yeah, no, their offensive line is bad. Their defense is not that good. There's there's other pieces around him that, you know, are not up to par. But he's just not a quarterback who elevates his team like that. He needs to have a supporting mm-hmm. cast around him. You're 100% right. He makes good with good, but he's not going to make good with bad, I think is the best way to sum it up. Is this yeah. the official end of Vikings season? I think so, right? Yeah, this game was was big. This was probably the game where, okay, like they have a chance to get in now, but it's going to look tough the rest of the way. And kind of just speeding through these other games that weren't that good, we have Cowboys and Bengals. Cowboys actually won a game today. Shocking. Again, it's a really bad team. (laughs) Well, Andy Dalton just epitomized play hard against your old team. (laughs) No, he, he played fine, man. Bengals suck, dude. They had three yeah. fumbles in a row, I think. Alden Smith <laughs> is running that touchdown he, back. He's back. Yeah, he's he's back. Yeah, Actually, you know what? He's been one of the better stories of the NFL, man. I can't believe he's been as good as, as he's been. I'm not saying he's great, but just yeah. not to play in, what, four years? <laughs> yeah, that's it's insane. There's only one thing about this game I want to talk about. How many carries do you think Zeke had? And a win, he should have about 20 to 25, but he probably had under 15. And how many carries did his backup have? Tony Pollard. Probably gave him the ball about 10 times. Zeke had 12 carries, 48 yards. Pollard had 11 carries, 39 yards. Yeah, and a win. That's insane. They're playing from ahead the whole game, too. Well, first, they couldn't run the ball on Cincinnati, whose run defense is abysmal. Zeke just continues to prove on what we said about him. He's probably going to get cut next year, man. 
I I believe that or traded one or the other. It's gonna happen. But nonetheless, Cowboys won. Good game for them. Another one today that me and you were both wrong on was Texans and Bears. Texans got their ass whooped today. <laughs> we both had the score like 37-10 <laughs> Texans. Yeah. God. Bears, Bears were like, yeah. Yeah, Bears were like, why don't you guys flip that, my guy? Because we're going to win this game. Uh, man. Texans just don't have talent, I guess. And Deshaun wasn't enough. Bears defense came out to play today. Khalil Mack actually made some plays. And... <laughs> Uh, Bears fans Why are, are happy. Why are you so happy with Cleo Mack just like <laughs> not being amazing? You're thrilled by it because you just you hate seeing him in a Bears uniform deep down. I know you. <laughs> oh yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. The Bears got to win. They're not gonna make the playoffs. Just FYI, any Bear fans out there. I'm you sorry know to the be Bear hater, fans but they're not talking themselves into this. Like Trubisky was oh, yeah. good today. Three touchdowns. Yeah. David Montgomery, bro. You know you're trash when you can't track down David Montgomery. Slow butt. Come on, bro. He's <laughs> he's running like 80 yards. I'm like somebody catch him. Yeah, Deshaun can only do so much. It's, it's tough out there in Houston. At least they have the draft to look forward to. Picking high. Oh wait. Oh, oh Bill. Oh. Bill's on his couch smiling. <laughs> Bill's rolling in his grave. <laughs> Houston Texans. Uh, another game that was a snooze fest. We're we're gonna, we're gonna go through all these pretty quick, man. They were they were just not good games to watch. Can I just read the notes uh, on this game? Yeah. Broncos at Panthers. This game was so lame. It did no impact on anything. <laughs> and like I said, uh, Drew Log had that big game. Of course he did. Against the crappy <laughs> Panthers, Steve, for a touchdown. <laughs> the I mean, COVID-riddled Panthers. He looked good, Drew Locke, but, like, it's just bad, dude. This team, both these teams suck, man. Next, There's always next yeah. year, though, right? Yeah. And then the two locks of the week that we had both came through for us. We got Titans beating down the Jags and the Jets, yeah, once again, losing. Both of those teams Jags and, and Jets did their job today because their fans are rooting for that <laughs> They're loss. Getting the pre-made 16 jerseys that say Lawrence yeah. on the back. Tanking for Trevor. <laughs> what was bigger, tanking for Wiggins or tanking for Trevor? Wiggins. Wiggins was way bigger. Well, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? The Jets <laughs> might go 0-16 to get Trevor Lawrence. I feel Seahawks. like that's more of an achievement to go 0-16. What's the equivalent to going 0-16 in basketball? Like winning less than 10 games? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like the Sixers a couple years ago. Oh, my gosh. All yeah, I have to say was about bad. these games are Derrick Henry's a monster. He yeah, is the king. Henry. Oh, excuse me. Smoke on Ree. He's mm-hmm. the king at having a bad week followed up by like a 200 rushing yard week. <laughs> yeah. And, oh Jags my are God, trash. Jets. Jets and Jags, man. If your team name starts with a J, they're probably trash. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Russ definitely cooked today. DK Metcalf got all over him. Hey, the. The Seahawks defense could have did a lot worse today. They dropped about three picks I seen. Even Jamal Adams had a gift oh today and God. dropped it. I know he's sick. He is sick watching that. Well, he had that sack. He set the record for sacks by a safety eight and a half. Playing yeah. hard against his old team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> this team's trying to lose. No big deal. And, and then we had a game that was kind of closer than people expected. It was a little bit of drama in this one. Uh, Packers and Lions. Packers winded up coming out with the win. 
Lions couldn't succeed on the onside kick, but Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams continuing to show why they're a dynamic duo and A-Rod keeping in that MVP race. That's the eighth straight game. Devontae Adams has a touchdown. When are teams going to start doubling this guy? I don't understand. <laughs> fantasy owners, hope not soon. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, fantasy owners. It's all about you. I forgot. <laughs> I was impressed by Marquez Valding Scantling and Lizard. I mean, Lazard. Lazard. I just want to say one thing. The Packers have the least impactful draft of the last 10 years. <laughs> their first two picks <laughs> haven't barely played, but they're oh still winning. Goodness. I know. It's crazy. Aaron, see, that's the difference between. I mean, it's hard to say because Aaron Rodgers is a bona fide Hall of Famer, but there's guys like that in the league where they carry their team, whether they have bad or they have trash. And. He's just one of those quarterbacks. It doesn't matter what you got around him. He's going to win at least nine to ten games, no matter who he has around him. That's the difference between Carson Wentz and Aaron Rodgers. As we (laughs) move forward to the game we're going to spend literally ten seconds talking about. The Philadelphia Eagles did some Philadelphia no, 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 Eagles. No, no, no. Loki, we should leave that for last. Loki, let's save that for last. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I forgot we had two more games. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the difference between having Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. <laughs> it works in both ways, baby. <laughs> uh, bro, this the announcer said this. This is a game where both teams don't know how to win close games. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was like the Panther. The, sorry, excuse me. The Chargers were like, no, nah, Atlanta, you take it. Atlanta was like, no, no, no. You no, guys you have it. take it. Yeah, we don't want it. <laughs> Get out of here. We don't want this, man. The, <laughs> the Chargers part- just won because they had a better quarterback, I feel like. The best part was Anthony Lynn pregame was like watching them kick a field goal and was like giving them tips. I'm like, yeah, man, that's like six weeks too late, bro. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit too late for that, Lynn. A little bit too late. I'm so impressed by Herbert, man. And the Chargers yeah. don't have great receivers right now. Mike Williams got banged up. Hoybert is a monster. And it's it's not like the Chargers have all pro guys everywhere on offense. They have solid players, but I get, I get what you're saying. I can't wait for the next coach to take over the team. And has like an eleven and five record. Teams I in the know. playoffs. Anthony Lynn's rolling in his grave. Can't wait for that. Raiders just have all the best quarterbacks in their league besides themselves, but that's besides the point. Do you want to talk about your low key favorite Munchkin quarterback? <laughs> you gotta up? win today. You gotta win. Let me just say this. Hassan Riddick gets the game ball, not Kyler. This freaking dude. Five sacks, come on. Who was the guy who had five sacks like two years ago? Oh, Mac. No, shut up. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta. Oh, my God. Oh, um, Adrian Claiborne. This was like the Adrian Claiborne Hall of Fame game. We should make a list of all like the bum pass rushers who've had five sacks. <laughs> Would you give this guy money in the offseason? I wouldn't touch him with no, a 10 foot pole. No. Granted, no, he's playing great. No. I don't want to take that away from him. He might get paid by one of the, the J teams in the league, and I'm saying that with Jags and Jets. They'll be willing to pay Yo, him. I can just see the Jets being like, we'll give you four years, 55 mil, <laughs> and he gets there, and it's like seven sacks, two sacks. Like, come on, my I guy. know. Yeah, fool's gold with him. Kyler and D-Hop had a good game. I still don't think the J- Cardinals offense played great. I thought the Giants defense actually held up. They just were on the field all day because the offense was so bad. Yeah, it was bad. They couldn't get the run game going. Giants offensive line was not good today. 
quarterback wasn't good. Offense wasn't good. It was a bad day for the offense. The defense can only hold for so long. And Cardinals still got dynamic players with Hopkins and Murray. And they did their job today. They're right back in the hunt. And it helped out because the Vikings lost today. So Cardinals are still looking alive. Can they make the playoffs? They got Philly. Well, I guess the Niners, it's going to be a home game regardless. (laughs) And they're at the Rams. I think it's going to come down to week 17 at the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. And the Rams are going to want to beat them. They're not going to sit anyway because they're going to be still battling with that division with the Seahawks, most likely. That's. I think that's going to be one of the best matchups in Week 17, depending on if the Cardinals can you know, win their game. They should win the next two games, right? Yeah, barring, barring any crazy thing happening. <laughs> Do you think the Giants can make the playoffs? They have a tougher schedule. Browns, Ravens, Cowboys. They're at, they're at Baltimore. Yeah, it's going to be tough. They they need some help by football team to lose some games, but I think like what we said earlier in the pod, it doesn't look like football team's going to fall off that bad. Yeah, and there's only one game left to talk about after this one. We're literally only going to spend, I think, what, 10, 10 seconds talking about no, it? No, no, no. We're going to spend some time on it. We ain't going to get away that easy. Eagles, <laughs> defeated. Are you supposed to, you're are supposed to be happy, Max. You're I, supposed I to am be happy. happy a little bit, but I just know it's going to turn into people like you saying Jalen Hurts carried the squad, put him on his bag with his 150 <laughs> passing yards. I haven't said anything. The offense was still bad. Not it's not my fault. The other team's quarterback sucks. Taysom Hill <laughs> talking to you, buddy. <laughs> are you are you mad because Taysom Hill did not play well? <laughs> I mean, a little mad. I'm like, because now everyone's going to be like, it's all Wentz. It's all Wentz. He sucks. Okay, look, Wentz, Wentz is is the is a problem though. He is believe whether you want to believe it or not. I know, I know you love Carson Wentz. I get it. I still think he's good too. But I felt like the offensive guys today really had another gear today, and they had a little bit more fun today with Jalen Hurts, and a little bit of a switching of the of the quarterback really helped that team. There's no doubt. I'm not going to lie and say Jalen Hurts didn't play well. He played well. He didn't throw the ball great, but I'll say this. It was nice to see him take care of the football. That's been a problem all year for us. The one thing that just irritates me, right? We didn't run the ball this much with Wentz. Why weren't we running the ball this much? I know it's Jalen Hurts, right? Miles Sanders is a good running back. Me and you both think that. We should have been running the ball more when the... It's obvious. You could have... You watched some of this game. I know you did. Our pass catchers are bad. Besides Goddard and Rieger's okay... And Ertz, Ertz is washed at this point to me. We need yeah. to be a run-first team. And Jalen Hurts adds to that dimension with the quarterback design runs. He can run the ball. He really can run the ball. It's it's nice to see. I think the Saints lost this game more than the Eagles won it. And the, believe me, the Eagles tried to give the Saints this game with the onside kick. That low-key was so good. <laughs> Hit yeah. the Eagle guy in the back of the leg. Taysom Hill had a bad game. I think that's what happened. And the Saints were sloppy. And this is the most Philadelphia Eagles game to win in history. When the backs <laughs> are against the wall, they win it. I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I didn't really see this. Because it was, it was, I think it was kind of obvious, man. Looking back, like, Taysom Hill, yeah, he was playing good. But Philly, Philly had a new kind of energy around them. They had a new starting quarterback. And, I mean, Philly's defense is not terrible. You the, know what I the mean? The defense it's not, has been playing like bad. this. 
But we just yeah. But Jim Schwartz has his. He didn't have a stupid idiot moment today where he's like, okay, <laughs> it's first and ten. I gotta send the house. But I also I think here's what it comes down to, right? The Saints are a running football team. I don't think people know that, right? People just assume Sean Payton, Drew Brees, right, passing team. Yeah, yeah. The Saints O line couldn't bully the Eagles D line, and I think we had that in our notes for the game. Which which group's gonna win that battle? To me, the Eagles defense whooped them all in the afternoon. Yeah, they won that battle up front. And and Kamara didn't have that big of a game. I mean, they kind of held them in check. I think as you've seen throughout the year, the one thing that's going to kill the Eagles is a speed receiver. And the Saints don't have that. And that's what kind of bailed us out, I believe, too. And we fought through some injuries. Slay went down, McLeod went out, and we fought. I was happy to get a win, but I just don't want Eagle fans to think this team's good because we beat the Saints. You've watched our game. There's a lot of holes in this team. You know it. I know yeah. it. But Jalen Hurts, yeah. I'm going to give him a B plus. The offense looked better. There was more life on the team. Okay. He definitely earned himself a start for next week. Oh, yeah, 100%. Who you guys play next week? Uh, the Cardinals. Okay. So that's another good test for him. That's going to be another good test because the Cardinals' defense is not that amazing. So I'm I'm interested to see how he does now that, you know, there's a little bit of film out there for him. But I'm happy for Jalen Hurts, man. I'm happy that he got a win. He looked manageable. Okay? He... He looked he manageable. Doug, yeah, Doug Peterson didn't do anything to get him out of his comfort zone. They kept him. He still had his little runs. They had easy um, passes for him. Easy, easy little bootlegs. It was, it was simple. They got him know? into a rhythm. He managed early. the game. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't, he didn't win the ga- the game for you guys, but he didn't lose. And that's what sometimes you need. Oh, one hundred percent. I will say. He has a little bit too in him where he doesn't have a big arm, and it shows on some throws outside the numbers. And this is such like the Saints defense. The Saints defense is the kings at playing down to competition. I don't know if you think that, but I really think that. Marshawn Lattimore can <laughs> lock down Tyreek Hill, for example, and then Alshon Jeffrey's out here giving him issues. It's like, wow, yeah. bro. And wow. it's like, dude, Alshon Jeffrey hasn't been getting open all year. <laughs> He's what the hell? <laughs> I know, <laughs> running around on one leg, bro. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that your typical, you know, just close games everywhere. There was a lot of snoozers this week. Oh, but, if you think, yeah, a lot of snoozers. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Monday night game. Hopefully, that's a good one. It's a, it's a good one. Uh, Browns and Ravens. It's going to be some playoff implications. Anything else? What Anything interesting that caught your eye this weekend? Well, it's definitely weird to see a Monday night game be a good game for one. And I think we wanted to do this. We talked about it. You want to go over the toughest looks of the weekend we saw? Or toughest looks from Sunday? <laughs> you know what? Let's yeah, include Saturday. Let's include Saturday. I want to talk about some tough looks for these NBA rookies. <laughs> well, definitely. the the I, w- I want to call it the tough look for my guy award. I think that's what we're going to start labeling it now, but definitely it's Paul Gunther, without a doubt. Tough look for my guy. Didn't even get to have dinner with his family before he saw the the bus leave him over there in Vegas. Probably right now having a drink at the bar at some Vegas casino and putting all his money down on, on some roulette table. <laughs> but definitely, de- definitely a tough look for my guy Paul Gunther. Well, I just want to say I hope he I hope he destroyed the post game spread. You know, like they have the deli meats and the sandwiches. I hope he took it out. <laughs> 
And for me, I think the toughest look might be for my guy, Jello Ball. At least Paul Gunther got the coach. That man didn't even get to step on the court, didn't even get to show off the Pistons jersey he was wearing. Yeah. I let really quick basketball fans. This dude's not good. We haven't seen him play in three years. He played in that stupid LeVar Ball league. What was it? JBA, right? Yeah, the JBA. It's gonna be an upward battle for him to make a roster of a team and stick. And it's not like, hey, I'm a guy who can score. He needs to be a 3 and D guy who can maybe make the roster, but he's not athletic. So, in my opinion, I don't think he'll make it. I'm not rooting against him. He's my favorite ball brother. You can ask Juan. I always wanted him to succeed. That's the truth, guys. Not every, not everyone can be in the NBA who can hoop. Yeah, it's, that's just the reality of sports, man. And me and Max... We're we're big basketball fans and we try to we try to stay away from topics like that, especially like the Leangelo Ball situation. It's cause it's in reality it's kind of you're you're kind of wishful thinking and if this guy wasn't a ball brother, he wouldn't be anything. And the reality of it, it's not messed up, it's not it's not harsh at all because this happens every day to, to players in general, whether it's the NBA the NFL, whatever sport it is, it's extremely hard to make it in professional sports. And that's the reality of it. So I, I don't feel bad. I don't care if people don't like the fact that we don't talk about guys like him. He's not good. He literally got on a team because probably his agent knew somebody or whatever. A lot of guys like that, the dominoes have to fall a certain type of way. And you have to you have to take advantage of every single play you're you're out there every minute, whether it's practice, whether it's in the film room, everywhere, at all times, dude. You have to do it. Me and Max know. Um, I wouldn't say we know, but we actually got to talk to a Raider at one point, and Jalen Richard, he's the running back. And one thing that we asked we asked them that night, we're asking them like, dude, like. How the hell did you make the roster? Like, how did that go down? And he was a small guy. He was undrafted. He came out of, I believe, Southern Mississippi, some some no-name college. Um, pardon me if that's the wrong college. But he literally said, like, dude, I, I barely got any carries. I got probably one to two carries of practice. And we're like, dude, so how did you catch the coach's eye? He was like, man, literally I was – Every run was either a 10 to 15 yard run or a touchdown. Like I had to score at least like four touchdowns in in like six of my carries. And me and Max were like, wow, dude, like that's insane. And even though he, he did that and he had a really good preseason, even though he had a great preseason and he was amazing in practice, he was still on the cusp of getting cut. And that just goes to show you, like, you can you can do everything in your power to to make a roster. But if the dominoes don't land, like if guys don't get hurt or, you know, they're just they just straight up like another guy ceiling more than you, whatever it is, money wise, it can be a lot of things, the scheme fit, whatever. It's just very hard. A lot of things have to happen. And it just didn't happen for Leangelo Ball, unfortunately. We're not saying it's not it's we're not saying it's never gonna happen. I'm just saying you just gotta take every bit of news with context. 
he signed a non-guaranteed contract with Detroit. It's not like they signed him some three-year, $50 million contract. They probably didn't even pay him that much money. They probably paid him like ten grand. He didn't get paid a lot to be there. He was a practice player on a G League team. He's got a long road to climb if he's ever going to sniff professional basketball in the NBA. He can maybe go play overseas somewhere, probably not China, but that's the truth of it. There's guys who are better than him who aren't in the league. There's probably guys right now who aren't in the NBA who should be in the NBA, but something bad happened. Someone lied. They missed the practice. They missed the alarm clock. That's reality. That's sports. It's cutthroat out there. Mm -hmm. And there's guys like this every day. You just don't hear about them. It happens every day. No one talks about Greek Freak's brother like that. And Greek Freak's the MVP or... What about Derek Watt, the fullback? No one cares if he gets cut. No one, no one's gonna sign him because he's JJ Watt's brother. Say what you want, but NBA teams sign people who they think can help them. Yeah, and there's rare cases in the NBA. I know people love to hear the underdog story, and definitely there's a lot. There's countless players, but I would say there's a lot more players that just don't work out. It's very hard. It's extremely hard to get to a point. Like a guy like Alex Caruso that me and Max were talking about earlier. Just a lot of dominoes had to fall for him to even be in this situation. And, yeah, it's wishful thinking, you know, having a guy like Leandro Ball and looking at the bright side of things. And he can be this and he can be that. But the reality of it is it's not even the point of talking about what he can be. It's just talking about the dominoes that have to fall, all the things that have to happen for him to even get to that part. Dude, Caruso played four years in college, three years in the G League, and then a bunch of stuff happened on the Lakers. He got his chance. He made the most out of his chance. Sometimes all you need is a chance, and sometimes guys don't get the chance. I know we're probably going to end the podcast off just on a really gloomy note, but I'm just so tired of seeing stuff like, he deserves a chance. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, maybe he's just not good, man. Let's just all stop being so positive all the time. Like, that guy can be an all-star. Well, you know what? There's only 12 all-stars a year on both conferences. And the NBA's, mm-hmm. what, 300 people? So yeah. 200 of them can't be all-stars. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just reality. So let's try to live in yeah. it. And that's why we love professional sports. It's the best of the best. It's not the mediocre. That's that's the reality of it. That's why we love that's why we love professional sports. I know a big part of it is just the media shoving it down people's throats and you know all these, you know, overtime and ball's life and you know there's a lot of kids running that running those kind of things and they don't know any better. It's more just, you know, he's Leangelo Ball, like he stole something from China. It's funny and He's Lonzo's brother and LaMelo, like, it's crazy. LeVar is a, a clown and he's he's crazy. He says outrageous things and, oh, my God, he, he said that all the Ball brothers were going to once be in the NBA. It happened, but, you know, I can only take that for so long and I just get tired of it. It's, it's, it's not worth talking about sometimes. And this is probably the, the first and only time we're going to be talking about LiAngelo Ball because... It's just a whole bunch of guys in the NBA that that happens to every day, but we just don't talk about them. And I just refuse to talk about it just because he's a ball brother. I just, it's a waste of my time, honestly. I couldn't have said it better myself, honestly. Uh, We're rooting for him. We have nothing against LiAngelo Ball, but we just want to be realistic. And I mean, we're going to get into it when we do our NFL draft. Not every NFL draft prospect can be Andrew Luck. Or if they're a defensive lineman, they can't all be Aaron Donald. Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be people we're right about, people we're wrong about. But that's better than just saying everyone can be great, in my opinion. Yeah. But with that said, man, 
It was a great weekend. College football seemed like it was crazy. We're not that big of college football fans, but shout out to USC. They beat UCLA. Uh, Female kicker (laughs) for Vanderbilt played. That's insane. LSU had a crazy. Yeah, she played. She she scored five points. She yeah, she actually played this weekend. Um, It was crazy. Is Vanderbilt um, good? No, I don't think they're. I don't good. know. I just not. don't know. That's cool though. That's dope. <laughs> no, yeah, that's dope. I haven't watched her to say like, "Hey, is she gonna make it to the NFL?" I I don't have no business saying that. I just I just thought it was cool that I seen that and seen a little bit of NBA preseason and yeah, the NFL dude for Sunday. It was a cool weekend. I had a great time watching some NBA preseason. I know it's preseason. I, you can't get too excited, but I just love basketball's back and it's right around the corner and we're going to do some more NBA preview stuff later this week, I believe. And I'm happy you guys are here to join us and I'm happy to be here with everybody. And I think one's about to send us home. <laughs> do I got to send us home? Let's come on. Let's come on and get going. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, Please remember to follow us on all social media. Remember to stream our podcast. We're everywhere. We're on all streaming platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. That is at Max and Juan Cast. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. That is Max underscore Juan Cast. We're always dropping videos. We're always dropping some funny stories all the time, man. Comment section was going kind of at me today. Had a couple of people going at my head, eating some crow about the Raiders. <laughs> but it's cool, man. I love it. I love the debate. I love the discussion. I love sports, man. Uh, even though I'm wrong, you got to be wrong. You're not going to bat 100%. It's cool. We're going to be back. I'm still going to be rooting for the Raiders. I don't care if they got their ass kicked. I still think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Nah, I really don't. But <laughs> I still love them. I'm still going to come back and watch this team. I'm still going to root for the Eagles. I'm still going to root for Jalen Hurts without trying to cry every time they cut to Wentz on the bench. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? We appreciate all you guys. Make sure you like, comment, and just just hit that subscribe button the way Jonathan Taylor hits holes to run through. Or Derrick Henry hits holes. Sorry. Oh, that's extremely hard. (laughs) (laughs) But that being said, this is Max. I'm out. Peace. My life, my life, my life, my life in the sunshine. Everybody loves the sunshine. Sunshine.